0: yeah uh, 18 runs right um, you know felt like I threw the ball well uh, made a lot of good pitches there's some good change-ups in there that they hit uh, found some holes a couple were like right off our guy's gloves you know and they found some singles and and um, you know ran me out of there when you get a seven run at the time I got seven of the 18 um, you know you want to be able to Get deep into the games, secure a win, save some arms. Wasn't able to do that, so disappointed in that for sure. But, um, you know, when we get that kind of production from the bottom of our lineup too, right, like Tapia and Jano and Jackie coming in at Homer and, and that, I mean, we're, we're going to be tough to beat. And, you know, wasn't a good day to be a pitcher on either team for sure. Um, you know, but we kind of showed our strength today, which is the ability to pour it on at times and, you know, really, really show that off today. Well, Ross Stripling just pretty much summed up the entire eleven. Absolutely. Win for the Blue Jays last Where'd night. Where do you go, Ross? Let's move on to something else.
1: There it is. Um
0: I mean that was ugly. Like I said, last that was like four games in one. It was ugly. Four different games. The the difference, I guess, there's a lot of traffic on base, right? The what the Phillies had fifteen hits, the Jays had twenty one hits. I, I guess the difference is the Jays, for the most part Played decent defense up until the, up until the Bo final Bichette. inning, up until Bo Bichette. Uh,
1: the Oscar and, Hernandez, right? Yeah, but the Phillies were just awful.
0: The, I mean, the Phillies were awful from the get go. What's that old line about? Sort of when you the first play that needs to be made isn't made in a ball game, it generally doesn't portend good things. Well, that that happened on that Vladimir Guerrero grounder. Oh, and, and you say grounder? Sorry, Grant. Ground, <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, the Vladimir Guerrero the. The ball that
1: I make fun because he hits a lot of ground, yeah. That's why I make it.
0: Fun. But uh, Bryson Stott threw the ball away, and that mm-hmm. that started everything three runs in the first inning on a Matt Chapman mm-hmm. home run. It's I mean, six nothing, six one, seven one, seven five, eight five, ten five, fourteen five, fourteen ten, eighteen ten, sure, eighteen eleven final,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Tell you anything about the game? Did you walk away from that going, oh, right there. That will help us <clears throat> excuse me when playoff time comes. Like is there a third time through with Ross? You don't like that now. Mm-hmm. Good, against a good team, balanced, you know, that lefty, righty, lefty, righty thing may have to abuse the change up. The more you see the change up, it's not that, as good. You can go up and look for it. That would be the biggest that for me the is biggest concern for away. me, Kevin, was it is.
0: the change up. The inning where it really fell apart for him. Schwarber hit the change, Hoskins hit the change, Harper hit the change. We talked about Harper's that bat in the fifth inning. This was a sequence. Change, fastball, change, fastball, change, which Harper hit. Mm-hmm. Even even I could guess that's probably what's going to be coming. Uh, you know, there were other at-bats. The first at-bat against Harper, four-seamer, two-seamer. Then they triple up in the change. Fourth at, uh, In the fourth inning, Harper gets a change. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that the only thing that concerned me is the last time he faced the Phillies, his – stripling strong suit was the change up to both sides and it was very effective it wasn't in this i don't know what to make of that maybe it too much it, it was just an off an off day form maybe the phillies had the last game in their mind i don't know though kevin can That's you really go,
1: can you go up and sit change i don't think so like i, I mean i i guess you can if, if you're a good enough hitter you're you're balanced enough you throw it enough to a certain guy To certain people in the lineup, they can go up and guess and look for it. But most hitters can't go up and sit in a change, can they? I never could. Like it's if you're if you're good with your arm speed, the location's good, the late movement on it. Now he does he does have two different ones. That's the straight one before two strikes that he's trying to change speeds Mm -hmm. after something else, right? It's a maybe a get me over curveball, then he'll throw a change up. He does like excuse me. He does like to double up on it. Right, you saw him to a lefty, I think, with a runner on third base. He threw two change ups. He threw two elevated fastballs, and then he punched him out with a change up down and away. His strike three change up is always the same pitch. It is the one, even if you're right handed or left handed, it is the one that looks like a sinker. It's just not as fast as a sinker. And Mm -hmm. that's the, I think, if you're a good hitter, And I don't say guess along with it, but you can sort of hone in on location and think two strikes. I see my buddy. I'm standing on the on-deck circle. He gets the two strikes. He's sort of the same hitter as me. You know, if I get to that count, what am I looking for location-wise? Maybe not the pitch. You know, he throws 91, 92, 93. It's not 97, 98, 99. So you can let it travel a little bit more. And he mentioned that they're a good hitting team. They are. And this gets back to that. What did you take from it? And we always talk about who's pitching game three. This may be a little bit of that right there is, you know, I, I'm not going to go and ask who's pitching game three because they ain't going to tell you. It's not fair to the players. It's not even well, fair not. for us they, to come on here. They, even may, say not about know. Who, yeah, they may not I, I, honestly that, know. That's I mean, there's 14 games. Exactly. Left. How, how would you know? But it's just by watching him throw yesterday to a good team and you're going to face a good team. Now, I know it could be the Mariners. It could be the Rays. You I'm, know those two
0: teams. I'm more interested... In seeing his next start against the Rays, I, I'm that that's like I'll throw my God, the guy's been so good. He has, he has hurt, a yeah. bit of a hiccup. I'll I'll throw it. Well, up. It
1: was a bad inning, really. Right? It was one.
0: It yeah, was. it was. It was the one, fifth that's inning. true. More than third anything else, it was, it third was, time, it was, time so, through. time through. So let's let's not jump to conclusions about that <clears throat> about that right now.
1: And if Teoscar <laughs> makes that play in right field, it may go differently. Yeah. So in the fifth I, inning,
0: I'm just I'm not going to jump any. Any conclusions right now about Ross Stripling? Although I, you know, the third time through has to be a concern. The change has to be a concern. But let's see, let's see what happens against the Rays. That could be a potential playoff preview for Ross Stripling. Sure. So we'll we'll see what uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, a couple of things that really stood out for me, though. I mentioned by and large the defense was pretty good. The Phillies just looked awful. And Bryce Harper. To, to me, the play of the game is Bryce Harper getting doubled off second base. There. Uh, that that just.
1: I mean that not, not only does that end an inning, it's little league. Little it, leaguers do that. Put your head bad. down and run until somebody tags you. It's out. Bryce Harper. It's almost like he forgot how many outs there were. Well, and no, I mean it sure looked that it way. Did, didn't when the ball it left did. the bat, he took off running. You don't do that if there's if you know there's only one out. Why would you ever do that? No. It, when he's going right, I said this last night after the game. When he's going right, he's top five player in baseball. Yeah. To look like that running the bases when your team, quite frankly. Had the other team on the ropes, you were one swing away from that. That game maybe going a different route. Yep. and the best player that you have looked like that running the bases. Yeah, I, is there any excuse for it? Absolutely not. Like you just can't even go on and say, you know, he's forgetting now. I mean, there's 14 or 15 games left. Like figure it out. Like this is the point with good teams, and I've been saying this when you're facing other good teams. Jay's a good team. Felix have been a good team. You have to play almost great baseball and mm-hmm. that's all parts of the game. And for you to look like that running the bases, I, it's just, it's, it makes you scratch your head. And yeah. I really when in doubt station, to station, I got just, you make that. I point just don't, I just don't understand it. Like there's no excuse for it. And again, this gets back to it. If a Kevin Barker did that, Kevin Barker wouldn't be playing the next day. That's the difference is the holding these guys accountable. Now, you can't because of who he is and how much he makes and the, good, the great player that he is, but man alive. Like, you can lose games in the fifth inning. Maybe that's where they lost it.
0: Now, uh, Ty Oscar did make that mistake in the outfield. He also, though, had a pretty good game at the plate.
1: Well, mistake strong. He left his feet. He left his he feet. He should right. have made the play, though. Yes, was, it that. was a makeable yeah, yeah, yeah. play.
0: Yeah, it was a makeable play okay, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he had a decent game at the plate. Um, you know, this is a guy that, that uh, John Schneider called one of our dudes when we talked to him on on uh, on Monday. Does his
1: team better than we do? Yeah, well, yeah,
0: and he had him hitting in the sixth spot this, with Alejandro is, Kirk returning. Genius.
1: Because they you turned
0: know, out came that up
1: way. and hit a three-run homer in the first Matt inning. Matt
0: Chapman came up and hit a three-run homer in yeah. the first inning. Alejandro Kirk looked really good in his return. Uh, in, in his return to, to, to action from, with that hip injury, from that hip injury. He's expected, I believe, to catch Kevin Gossman. What's the word. Today. Mm-hmm. Although, after a night like that that Danny Jansen had, I might be uh, – Who's, want your, to keep who's Janus, your everyday catcher? Danny Jansen. I like the lineup. That's I, strong. Th- this is the lineup I like. Well, that, the lineup that, they had last night, well, obviously Gurriel would be –
1: if Springer needs yes. to DH, yeah, then the everything optimal, changes.
0: The optimal lineup is Springer and center, correct? If Springer has to yeah. DH, then you are right, then everything changes. But mm-hmm. everybody healthy, everybody good to go.
1: <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> for me, that is the that's the lineup. Man, how and, do you get more at bats for Topia? That, that's the question. Like you I, see I, the at bats he has. I think getting he's just, guys over and Kevin to me
0: he's to me he's he he's he's one of my starters in the outfield. That's it. I leave him where he is against a right-handed hitter. He he's my guy. Wow. He's my guy. A-
1: even where Gurriel comes back, he's
0: right now he's my guy. Yeah, wow. I'm not entirely certain we're going to see Gurriel for a while. Maybe Anyhow, not. we might be. That might be something we don't have to worry about until until uh, at, until the Yankees series. But by and large, you know, those are my takeaways from the game. Tim Mesa, I was really impressed with Tim Mesa coming in against Schwarber, Hoskins, and Harper, and getting the job done. Uh, Tim Mesa has kind of very quietly after that injury has 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 really reestablished himself. And then the the last inning was just the the last inning got away from the Phillies, Jackie Bradley juniors, three run home run
1: city. Uh. You yeah, give give was, Petey and John credit. Like they're bringing these guys in. You know, Zach Pop came in four, five, six, but yep. it's two righties and a lefty. Right, yep. it's, the, it's the power sinker against the righty. Mesa came in two lefties and a righty. Like it's the way they're matching this up. Merryweather. Now, that's the question: is if they had better option options when it comes playoff time, he's probably not on the playoff roster. Do we agree with that or no? I mean, I think
0: he's on the playoff roster. It,
1: well, yeah. But, if they if they had better options.
0: Well, yeah, but if. But, but they don't. They don't. No, if they had better options, he's not in the organization. To, to, to be quite honest, man, yeah. he's he's not in the organization. But they don't have better options. No. Nope. Uh, and and you know, uh, I mean, you saw why yesterday. He his the this, basis month, this month. Walk is he, tough. He would had two earned runs through nine innings work up until the outing yesterday. So that I mean, that's okay for a guy who's going to pitch. If you you want a guy who's going to pitch garbage time or not a high leverage guy, you're okay with that. Yeah, I don't want Julian Merriweather. I mean, is there anybody down with Matt Gage? For some reason, they don't like Matt Gage. Mm-hmm. Anybody else in the minor leagues? Nope. Apparently not. So, you know. It, you got what you got. You got. I mean, you have been. You, you've basically been, been managing, if you're John Schneider and Pete Walker, trying to stay away from two guys in your bullpen, for the most part, in Kikuchi and Merriweather. So unless Nate Pearson, something magical happens with Nate Pearson, these are, these are the guys you have. Yep. That was not very good. And, and the, my one concern is I, I really wonder if David Phelps isn't just almost gassed right now.
1: It, maybe. It's I, didn't notice, his vo- I didn't
0: notice his velocity.
1: 92, 93. I mean, the, the so. cutter's 91. I, I don't think that's so much it as the location sometimes is non competitive. That's the one thing. He needs the, the fastball to be tougher takes so the cutter's better. Right. That's the whole point. When you got a good secondary pitch, you have to set it up with something straighter, right? That, that fastball away to a righty, that fastball in and up to a righty, that fastball away to a lefty to set up the cutter in to a lefty, the cutter away to a lefty. When you don't have it, it sort of looks the way it looks and you got to labor through it. It just, I think he's one of their guys. That for me is they'll use him. I don't think they're afraid to use him. Merriweather. That is what it is, and you only use him when you have to use him. Uh, we've got Ben Wagner joining us at 10.30 from Philadelphia. Raul
0: Ibanez is a Senior VP for Baseball Operations at 11 a.m., 19-year veteran at the Mariners, Royals, Phillies, Angels, and Yankees. He'll join us to talk about the rule changes. He had a big role in the rules changes. But we also want to talk to Raul about his experience as a player mm-hmm. playing out the stretch this September time of and the year. October. And Jamie Moyer joins us, former Major League pitcher of 25 seasons with the wow. Mariners, Phillies, Cubs, Orioles. Want to talk to him about just the uh, just pitching in September in general. And you look mm-hmm. at Jamie Moyer's record, he was part of that great Mariners team, the 116-win team in 2000. Uh, got a World Series ring with the Phillies, kind of a cool thing. The Phillies dug up the pitcher's mound at Citizens Bank Park. Him after he One got the World years. Series, uh, so we'll talk to Jamie about that and get his take on the game and pitching in the postseason. And I'm particularly interested in seeing how he would play out the whole Barrios and Stripling thing. And is there is money? It, is it that big a deal? Play. Is it that big a deal for a guy to move into the bullpen after starting? It's a great and, question. Um, you know that 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 will be that will be the the question to be determined. With, uh, with Jose Barrios, I think I mentioned last night that uh, Mike D'Angelis, who is one of, our, uh, uh, one of our stats guys on Blue Jays broadcast, uh, sent me an email because I was wondering when the last time Jose Barrios pitched out of a bullpen mm-hmm. because that was obviously one of the, 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 the possibilities, one of the things we'd been talking about um, if, uh, if Ross Stripling gets the start. And what was the date? It was a long, long time ago. Here it was. Yeah, 2017. The last time Barrios worked out of the bullpen was October 3rd, 2017. Game one of the AL wild card. The uh, Twins lost that game 8-4. to four. He came in for Irvin Santana, went three innings, gave up five hits, three earned runs, Aaron Judge homered off him, no walks and four strikeouts. So that's the last time Jose Barrios worked out of the, out of the bullpen, if you are interested in that. Should take a look around baseball last night. Uh, it was a it was a pretty good night, actually. Well, a night of mixed blessings, I guess. If you're if you're a, a Blue Jays fan, uh, we came on the air for Blue Jays talk, and uh, when we came on, it was eight four for the Pirates. It became eight five. Aaron Judge hit a sixtieth home run, and that was did. cool. It was eight five awesome. for the Pirates. We started talking about how I started talking about how the Jays could be four and a half back of the Yankees. Three minutes later, Giancarlo Stanton hit a slam to walk off the uh, Pirates. So much for that. The Yankees won 9-8. Of
1: course they did. Man, the Pirates. Pirates. I don't even know what you say.
0: The uh, Detroit Tigers beat the Baltimore Orioles 3-2. Oakland. Oakland. Boy, they did the Jays a solid, beating Mm -hmm. Seattle 4-1. Seattle's got a... Schedule what? Yeah. Seattle's got some injury concerns. And maybe the most... Important score of the night from a Blue Jays point of view for a variety of reasons. The Houston Astros beat the Tampa Bay Rays 5-0. Shane McClanahan left the game with what looked like soreness in his left shoulder. He's just come off the IL from that shoulder injury. The Rays called it neck stiffness. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's September 21st, and you're probably not going to get an honest answer out of anybody when it comes to... So as we sit here today, the Yankees are five and a half up on the Blue Jays. The wild card race, Toronto is 84 and 64. They're two and a half up. Tampa Bay is 82 and 66, two back in the loss column. And uh, Seattle's 81 and 66. They have, uh, they are two games back in the loss column as well in the Blue Jays. So folks, the AL wild card is basically settled right now in terms of of who's going to be in it. It's just a matter of who will be playing where. And if you're the Toronto Blue Jays, best case scenario, you win the East. That's going to be hard. Second best case scenario, you've got home field advantage. We should add, by the way, that the Canadian government is doing away with the vaccine border mandate. So, uh, or the border vaccine mandate. So all that stuff about you need to be vaccinated to play in Canada and all that, that's out the window. Mm. So we never have to worry about that anymore. It has no impact. Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray, the the, the team I was thinking you know. It's probably not going to happen, but it's more of, it has more of an impact if the Jays were to go to the World Series because there was a chance teams like the Mets and the Phillies who, don't have, who have a number of players who aren't vaccinated, it might have been a concern for them. But that's not uh, the case now. Aaron Judge last night, his 60th home run, and I thought this, was, this tells you the type of year Aaron Judge has had. Kevin, when you hit your 60th home run and you move into the lead in the batting race at the same time mm-hmm. with the same swing,
1: you're having a pretty good year. You're, you you're, you might say you're having an MVP year. Yeah, Boba has got 41 doubles. Aaron Judge has 19 more home runs than Boba has doubles. Just think of it that way. Like, just the things he does to baseballs, to all parts of the field, just staying through it when he gets a mistake, doesn't miss it. That's a 3-1 count, fastball, center cut. I mean, a lot of guys overswing. A lot of guys are trying to hit the – I've never talked to anybody that's trying to hit his 60th. You would think they'd be trying to hit it. Did yes. it look like he's trying to hit it? No. Absolutely not. No, he really does It's like doesn't. nice and easy. Like, he's hitting off that tee on that commercial. Right? It's just short and quick. And I just... that the best season you ever seen? Is this the best season I... that you've ever seen a baseball player have?
0: I mean, I All know. All
1: things considered. No cheating involved.
0: Okay, well, that... Then for me it is yes. Uh, Tony Gwynn almost hit four hundred. Uh, this is different though. Triple crown with the home run potential, potentially significant home run record. Yeah, this is. And, and the thing is, he he's doing it on a team. Yeah, the Yankees got off the great start. But Kevin, he did it in a team where he was literally the only for, for a number of games, the only person in the lineup no, I'm who scared the you. Without him. No, oh no, without no. without no, without question. Without questioning, they're not making the playoffs without him. Um, so, yeah, I would say it, I would say it is. And also considering that offense is down in a bit in baseball this year, I would also take his that arm, into consideration. Jeff,
1: his on-base percentage is 419. Kind of. His slugging is 703 with an OPS of over 1,100. Yeah. I, he's got 93 walks. He's got 159 strikeouts. 16 stolen bases. Don't forget that. He's got, maybe the greatest. Ha- he might have 64 with 20 stolen bases and hit 318 and drive in 140. He's got 128 RBIs. 128. So let's say maybe 135. It's crazy. 135 to 140. I mean, it's unbelievable. And it's in his walk year. I mean, he, g- <laughs> he gave the middle finger to $212 million. That's that's basically what he did. He bet on himself. Little finger. Bets, the bet's
0: winning. <laughs> or he's winning, I should say. He's winning the bet. That's crazy.
1: Yes. Best season I've ever seen.
0: All I, things considered. I, I would think so. Bonds is, I mean, McGuire and Sosa. But even then, that that was, now, now that we know about
1: it, this would be this would be the best year I've You'd seen. You'd think so. This would be the best year the I've Yankees, seen. Yankees. Player. Yeah. Where they're at. All the, things considered. Hunt. Where he's at as a human being. How big he is at six seven? Well, the thing, wow it, it's
0: crazy. The somebody did a comparison of his strike zone to Jose Altuve's strike zone. His size, the fact that he's right-handed, all of that stuff factoring in here. You know, the home run. Uh, you know, he, I, I mean, the, the right-handed thing is huge for me. It's absolutely huge. And as I said, he's doing it at a time when when offense is down. Uh, in baseball, but it's it, something you pointed out too. It's remarkable how many of his home runs lately just seem, they do seem effortless. They do. I, I just, they're nice. They're just, a, it's a nice stroke he's and got the ball 40, just explodes. He's got
1: 47 homers against righties. 47 homers so he, he, against righties. He
0: might finish, think about this. He might finish with 50 home runs against right-handed pitchers.
1: Absolutely. Why would you throw a lefty against him? He's hitting three thirty against righties because he went one for four yesterday. Think about that, three thirty against against righties, righties. slugging seven thirty, an OPS of almost twelve hundred against righties. I, yeah, I don't know what you pay him. How uh, do you the, pay him? I uh, starts with a
0: three, probably. I'm sure. I guess the only question I have. With Aaron Judge's length of contract, I, it, I I mean, what I do, I would make him the highest-paid player in the game. He screams if Cubs, it, even if it costs me. In the, I'm not giving. Them, I'm giving him more than three. If it, if, I, if I have to get up to forty million to pay him, I'm oh no, three hundred million starts with a three. I'm oh, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the length, I'd I'd have to think about the length because again, we're talk we're not talking about a guy who's twenty six years old, twenty five years old, and we've always talked about the final years of the contract are. Often difficult to swallow. Yep. Now, the thing oh, yeah. is, the DH is in the National League now. So if you're a National League team, maybe you don't – you're you're not that worried about it. But, yeah, Aaron Judge. You know what would be a fascinating, fascinating team to go after Aaron Judge? Who? And I hadn't – it was mentioned in the MLB network. I was, I was going to mention it was like four or five days ago. A team – in a, with, with ownership that's, that has or is going to have a lot of money, has a record of success, desperately, desperately needs to excite its fan base. What if the Washington Nationals mm-hmm. reversed course and went after Aaron uh, Judge I, I after guess. letting Soto walk? I mean, I know it's, it's counterintuitive. Uh, but I'm st- I'm sticking with my original you, pick that it, that it's it, I think it's San Francisco. This is back to back years
1: of almost 150 yeah. games played. That for me is the question. So do you give him? If you give him five years and he can play three of those and give you 140 ish games, all he has to do it seems like now, because he's mastered him. Would you give him? I would you give him seven
0: years and forty seven some million? Seven. Strong. Well, if you're going to six years, you're looking at fifty million a year to make him three hundred million. Think about that. That's a
1: big. Think that's a do big. Do you think nut. the Yankees would do that? No, I don't either. I think they would have done it already.
0: Yes, I'm with you.
1: It screams Cubs. It, just, it does. They're they're on the verge. The giant human comes. He's gonna bring people with him. Huh. Here's the thing: Where I do you absolutely. think
0: Major League Baseball would like him? Cubs, the game in general, because Cubs. Yeah, I. The, and again, this we're talking about baseball in general. But sure. I'm saying you you probably don't want Aaron Judge on the West Coast because three quarters of the country isn't nobody gonna get to see them. him live. Nobody no. watches. You've already got Mike Trout, nobody Trout and Otani them. out I, there.
1: Nobody watches them.
0: I. I again, I think San Francisco, just because he's, he is a California kid, mm,
1: big park, big Man. park. Though cold, I know, but cold old time. San
0: Francisco. They you know they I have mean, to do gonna, something. They have got the money, but it will. But they have yeah. to do something. They've got. I mean, they need to do something. They need a massive infusion. They need something big to happen there. Uh, so, I think San Diego or San Francisco. But if you're Major League Baseball, having him in the Central Time Zone playing for the Cubs where you could get a lot of tv exposure makes too much sense it's almost it does it's, it's, perfect. it's almost perfect it is and the white socks now the white socks don't have the same cachet as the cubs do i'm with you but yeah i, I just i've i've thought i've thought san francisco all along with this dude I thought if he didn't resign in New York, it'll I, come down to money. It, but it would be San, it would be San Francisco. If you could
1: pick, Park. Oh, the Cubs! I mean, uniform. uniform I mean, just how it's, it's going to look. Everything that would go into just I mean, being you there. I would have man. to say
0: honestly, I would have to say, I would still say that the Yankees would be the best fit for him. I guess the Yankees would be the best fit in terms of what you're talking about, but. You know after you've turned down that much money, what, what is the Yankee's counter offer now? It's a great, it's a great question I, what, what I, I presume they've spoken to his agent, but what's the offer? like do you go what was their last offer you said 212 Yeah do you go up to 300 from 212? Well, I think you'd have to you go to 320 Do you up your offer by 100 million? It, 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 good for it, him. It's, it's quite, well, yeah, of uh, course. Good for him. Listen, I, I don't care how much money a guy makes or how much money he has made. I love it when a guy bets on himself. And I understand that. We're, we're not talking about – this isn't even the same thing as Fred Van Vliet betting on himself because Fred Van Vliet came out of nowhere. It's not the same thing. So I'm not going to draw parallels. But I still like it when an athlete says,
1: ah, I, I think heard, I can do million. better. Though, jeez,
0: I think I can do better, and then goes out and proves that he can indeed do better. The second game of the phillies J series goes tonight. I guess they changed the time again. What is it now? Six seventeen? Does it start six twenty-seven? Six forty-seven? What are you talking about? It's the same time as it was yesterday. No, there's it, a different time, isn't it? Tonight, isn't it start at six thirty instead of six forty-five? No, same time. Six
1: forty-five. Same time. Ah. Don't overthink it. No, tonight is six forty-five. Six forty-five. What well, was the same it last time? Night. as last night. Six forty-five. Six forty. 640. It was last
0: night, so six forty-five again. Uh, it's still a stupid time to start a game. Almost as dumb as noon. Anyhow, six forty-five tonight. <laughs> not the same. Everything should start at seven. Everything. Uh, seven o'clock or eight o'clock, but not forty-five or forty-seven or oh-seven or seventeen or. Thirty-seven. It just—it's just unnecessarily complicating stuff. Anyhow, the Phillies and the Jays will play tonight. Six forty-five is the second game. It'll be Kevin Gossman on the mound. Zach Wheeler coming off the IL. Uh, he will start. No indication of how long he's going to stay in the game. Expect to see Noah Syndergaard probably around the fifth, fourth, fifth, or sixth inning. Would be my guess. And then the Jays are off to Seattle tomorrow. Ben Wagner is our Blue Jays play-by-play voice on Sportsnet. He called that game. He did. All. He did it. By. He made it. His. College try. Last night. Four hours of high-quality athletic oh, entertainment. Best game of the year. Ben Wagner joins us next. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The fans, Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Everything you need to know about the Blue Jays. Blair and
1: Barker. Barker.
0: Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or
1: wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, back in the day, if I was Ben Wagner, I would have gotten up at like 7.20, would have called my buddy Mark Boffa and gone, (laughs) (coughs) Boff. I know I said I'd come on with, uh, uh, just hang on. I know I said I'd come on with Blair and Kevin, but uh, after that long game, I'm I'm a little worried about my voice. I'm probably just going to go back to bed if that's okay. Uh, That's what I would have done, but not Ben Wagner. Never. Not Ben Wagner. The gamer. He is a gamer. How you doing?
2: in this era in this era of modern technology, high performance, sports science, we prepare <laughs> and we broadcast. The khakis. That's how we get helped it done. you
0: out. The khakis helped you out. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That's great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The khakis and polos came through for me today. I, I don't know I yeah. wh-
0: I don't know whether to send condolences your way or congratulations. Uh, I will say this. There was a lot of baseball. Survived in
2: advance. There was a lot of baseball
0: oh. played last night, wasn't there? Like,
2: there was a lot yeah. of baseball. Some of it good at times. It, it was It was like a week worth of this can happen <laughs> into one game. It really was. <laughs> it, was
0: it was so ridiculous uh, last uh,
2: night.
0: Hey, uh, what do you read into, into Ross Dripling's performance? Kevin here is ready to not put him on the playoff roster because what? of it. Um, I, I want to see at least one more start before I decide Jeez. that 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 he doesn't get this. St- well, you were the one that said, "Man, what did you make of Stripling's performance yesterday?"
2: A little, a little off. yeah. <laughs> Willing to throw yeah, it out. I mean, I, I, I'm, I yeah. I think that uh, you, you just throw it out. See, Parkland told it. you. You told me. Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I wasn't in the camp of you know, ooh, you know, this looks really concerning. Oh, uh, you know, this is bad. Um, you know, I I I wasn't I wasn't in that in that camp. The second time through the order was certainly a lot different than the first time through the order, mm-hmm. and that is usually something that creeps up. The third time through the order with yep. Ross Stripling, right? Right. right. So right. looking at how the Phillies adjusted, and he had a lot of left-handed bats. And think about that. Think about Kyle Schwarber. Reese Hoskins, Bryce Harper, and even though Bryce Harper is not really performing at a Bryce Harper level right now, since he came back off the injured list, he looks a little jumpy. Uh, I was talking with some Phillies people yesterday and a couple of scouts that were in the ballpark. They thought he really rushed himself back. He should have been more committed to a return to play program, and that would have helped the Phillies. And the Phillies are like, and the, the Phillies are not a in a good situation right, right now with their own postseason aspirations, and there's a lot of pressure and, and emphasis put on uh, on them at least getting to October uh, into the wild card scenario here, but again, that top half of that lineup here in Philadelphia is one of the more stout ones that Ross has had to face, and, and they made some adjustments the second time through, and some big left-handed hitters in that lineup, too, that made some adjustments, and that ultimately spelled his demise.
1: Topia, two for six with three RBIs. Give me your scenario here. Playoff game, right-handed pitcher, who is your outfield?
2: Well, I think the Blue Jays, first and foremost, approach it defensive first, and they'll, they'll add defense. To give up a little give up a little offense to add defense. Sure. And are you asking a starting capacity? Or are you asking absolutely. In a... absolutely starting. He wants
0: to know if he can capacity. start him or Guriel.
2: Yep. Oh, Lordis is gonna start. I, I think Lordis is gonna start. I you know, next this weekend is really important. I expect Lordis Guriel Jr. to be back with the Blue Jays, likely in that New York Yankees series. That's a huge week for him, test out that leg, see if it's gonna be okay. Uh, what kind of Lourdes are you going to get when he comes off? You know, is it the one that completely falls off the the ledge and craters, or is it going to be the guy that goes out there and gets good contact, plays up the middle, and, and can be a threat, regardless of which side you're coming at, right-handed or left-handed? Uh, I'm very interested to see what kind of Lourdes Guriel Jr. comes in that Yankee series, and that'll be the that'll be the test for me. Right now. At least Raimel Tapia is putting the ball in play. He's making contact. He's trying to create things with the Blue Jays. And that, to me, has been a huge difference maker, given the opportunity with the injuries to George Springer. While Teoscar Hernandez was a little dinged up with the foot, he got more playing time. And now with Florida Scurriel Jr. out there, and not available. Rymel Tapia has been a, a key piece to the Blue Jays' outfield alignment, their late defensive assignments, and and with the bat, again, he's, he's been pretty consistent making contact all yep. season long. So that's really encouraging for me uh, that there hasn't been any let-up on that. Uh, I think if Lourdes is back in the lineup, on the roster, and healthy, Lourdes is going to get the start, though, over Tapia.
0: Mm. Do we have any idea what injuries... Teoscar Hernandez was talking about last night when uh, he said after the game he's been battling some injuries for the last few months. Now we know that um, you know he has had he did have some time off, but the sense I got from it, and I don't know, I'm hoping Teoscar isn't making excuses, but he sounded like a guy that was talking about something
2: pretty specific that's been that's been bugging him all year long. Well, the foot is a major problem. Okay. The foot is still a major problem with Teoscar Hernandez. Um, and it's to the point where he is grinding through significant pain. I don't know specifically. I know that there have been a couple of nagging things over the course of the year. Uh, and without having, you know, asking mm-hmm. Teoscar, can without asking him, I'm not going to forecast anything, uh, but the one thing that I do know that he is playing through significant pain and with a lot of concern that the Blue Jays are monitoring is the foot, and that came it really ramped up with the back-to-back foul balls off the top of the foot within the span of like five days. Uh, there was one in New York, and then there was one in the next home stand. and I can't remember who it happened against, but he fouled a ball right off the top of the foot, mm-hmm. uh, and within the span of five days had A series of x-rays done and imaging done on that foot. I know for a fact that that is a significant thing that he is really, really laboring through.
1: Ben, in the playoffs, who would you start at second base?
2: Well, I think, I mean, Kevin Biggio is fighting for playing time right now, and I think, I think that the ability for Kevin to be up there, give you a quality at bat, a long at bat, really grind out Pitches and make a swing decision. Right now, I would lean Cavan at second so. base.
0: Yeah, yeah, huh. it's yeah. You know, I I would. I've gone back and forth in this Me because too. I do like Santiago's defense, and I mean he has you know we've seen a little more out of him offensively, but you you kind of get the sense based on the way the Jays are playing Cavan that they that that he's he's not just going to be a bench piece in the playoffs. That's the impression no. I'm getting anyhow, and you know yep. you're around the team more but and I don't know what people are saying but the impression I'm getting is that that they expect him he, he they, in a 3
2: game series he's going to get more than one pinch hit appearance is what I'm trying to say i i I'm, I'm right there with you that's the that's the reading tea leaves and they're they're not mapping anything out when it comes to playing time right now you know to get ready for uh, position players You know, getting to a a spot or a a number of plate appearances or a comfortability. Um, They're looking at matchups right now, day by day, and really trying to take it series by series and how they're trying to get players in and out of that lineup. Now, pitching is a totally different scenario here, and I'm sure we're going to talk about that. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to, when it comes to, Guys, and looking at who's going to be on the on the roster, getting opportunities on the roster. I think Kevin. I think Kevin's going to get a big time opportunity, and and that's not saying you know Santiago Espinal has done something drastically wrong, but you know he's not driving the ball like he was earlier in the season. He's uh, a little bit more uh, he's a little bit more chase happy than what he was earlier in the season, and you know that makes a difference. And Kevin's a, uh, Kevin's a little bit different of a player right now, mm. and the Blue Jays are really happy with his at bats. Do
1: you like Vladdy's at bats? Lately?
2: At times, I think I can pick out, I can pick out like one at bat a night when yeah. you're thinking, oh, yes. that was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. But overall, uh, no. I mean, and, Me and it's amazing, right? We're, we're, and we're going through this with a, a fine tooth comb here on somebody that's rolling out of bed hitting 284.
1: How about that?
2: You know, 280. Um, but overall, no. You know, we, we saw an elite Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and got very, very spoiled last year with Vladdy. And those those kind of at bats we have not seen in a greater sample size or for any any duration at all this season with Vladdy. And we have seen some flashes again with him coming out of it. And I thought he really kind of turned uh, going through Pittsburgh, going through Baltimore, then into Texas at times. I really thought he was about ready to jump out of this thing and it's been a toe tap it's been a hand issue it's been the tip of the bat Mm -hmm. trying to get that thing leveled out and and smooth through the zone again there are so many moving parts with Vladdy and they have just not been in sync at any point this year
0: yeah I, i listen i think my friend mr barker here made a point about three three weeks ago and i've just kind of adopted that i think this is the, this is not... It's not a great year for Vladi, yep. and we're just going to have to deal with that. And if he plays great defense, which he's done, and, you know, goes one for four with a homer, well, I'll i will take that. And I think the Blue Jays will, will take it too. But, you know, I'm not... I, I guess what I'm saying... I'm not sitting here expecting that in the next week, Vladdy's going to start, quote-unquote, carrying this team. I'm just not. If it happens, great. No. But I'm not expecting
2: it. And don't expect that. But here's the big thing in that lineup, too. Uh, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is still certainly a threat. Oh, yes. There have been times where there have been guys in the lineup that have fallen into the abyss, and you know with them coming up in a situation that and I'm not talking about this year's team, but, I mean, there are guys in the lineup in the past that you're like, oh, man, here we go. This guy's an out, bottom line. It's an empty at-bat. I have not seen empty at-bats from Vladimir Guerrero Jr. You know, there there are times where you're hoping he doesn't hit a six-four-three double play or chop out to the second baseman. You can get some sort of productivity out there. He's making contact. He's not flailing. He's had some silly at-bats at times, absolutely, but overall... I mean, it's just not gone into the wind with Vladdy. He is still certainly a threat, and that threat is going to get in at bat in the eighth and the ninth inning.
1: In the playoffs, in a big spot, you think they'd be okay using David Phelps? Yes.
2: Yes. Yes, they would. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody about the level and the importance of David Phelps in that bullpen, mm-hmm. on a number of different levels. One in high leverage, but also the guy that's out there who has a feel and will get you through it. And last night was a guy that was out there with a feel that said, "I'm going to get you through it." And he's answered the bell, and he he's told John Schneider at times, "Hey, I know you're short today. If you need me for three innings, I'm good to go," or if it's a high leverage situation with his repertoire. Now, I think you got to be careful on how you pitch him, right? Because sometimes that cut fastball is not just uh, an out pitch. You've got to be really careful and pick your spots if it is a high leverage situation in the playoffs but David Phelps for me is one guy that will understand and not be overwhelmed and there are a couple of people there that there are still question marks in that bullpen about when you, when you throw them out there what are you going to get? David Phelps to me is not that. David, Ph- David Phelps out there is going to be a very calming maneuver for the Blue Jays to go out there and get it out in the playoffs. Thanks.
0: Yeah, speaking of Julian Merriweather, where do you think
2: <laughs> where do you think he factors
0: into things?
1: Good one, Jeff.
2: I think he's very much on the fringes of being on a postseason roster. I, I see. Kevin asked I think me that, there are some...
0: and I, I don't. I and I admit, I just you know off the top of my head, I don't know what their options are.
2: The postseason rosters. I, I don't. I I really. Well, I have a couple of easy. I have a couple of easy, <laughs> couple right. of easy decisions, but when. I think they really were hoping Zach Pop would take off, right? And you know, is there another level? Can they get Zach Pop to the next stage, and uh, what he can give? And could that squeeze Julian Meriwether? Off of a potential playoff roster. I ask the question a lot because this has been the knock. It's not it's not the ninety eight and the ninety nine miles an hour with Julian Merriweather. That's mm-hmm. there. That's in the tank. He can find it always. It's about pitch pitch execution. Where is that fastball going when he throws it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is the slider? When he throws it. And outside really one appearance with Julian, we have not seen that crisp, elite stuff. And with command and pitch execution, and you're not able to, if he's not able to execute where the pitches go, that's when damage happens. And last night was a product of, you know, uh, execution of a pitch, location, not as crisp as it needed to be. And that's when it got really, really, really quick on Julian Merriweather. So, how
0: many pitches? How many pitchers can they take to the playoffs? Because do they have to drop two effectively? Is that what we're looking at here?
2: Uh, I believe they have to drop two. Okay. And. So Mitch White would be the gimme, right? You think? Uh, well, yeah, Mitch yeah. White, and you say Kikuchi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if they needed and to drop two or three.
2: And then you can. Yeah, and it. I don't think. I, and I don't think you need to. And I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on this. Uh, this was a, a light conversation I was having with somebody uh, yesterday when we got to Philadelphia. Um, you don't. You don't need to take your full complement of five starters, right? Right. Okay. Uh, for the for the first round, for the sure. first wild card round, we're talking in the wild card here. That's right. You can set the roster,
0: and then if an injury happens, you're given the replacement.
2: Yes. Yes. Okay. So you could bulk up the bullpen and do a couple of guys squeeze in that are in bullpen roles. Um, If you lead on, you know, know, here's the question, too. If you know Alec Manoa and Kevin Gosman, and then you've got who's your third, right? Is Mm -hmm. it going to be Jose Barrios or is it going to be Ross Stripling? Uh, You know, if you lead on Jose Barrios, does Ross Stripling become that extra guy in your bullpen?
0: Do you you think, uh, actually, Jamie Moyer is going to join us later in the show. I want to ask him this as well. But do you think the fact that Barrios hasn't pitched out of the bullpen since 2017 in the playoffs and that Stripling has been in the bullpen more recently, even though you can make a case that Ross Stripling has been terrific, uh, has been in some ways saved. He saved the Jays' rotation, to be frank. He's been more than terrific. Can you almost make the case that it's the air the side of caution? You start
2: Barrios over Stripling? Certainly, and that's why there has been so much comfort around Ross Stripling and given the role and the question marks around it. It's an embracement of what Ross has done in his career, but also his role here. and now this guy's going out and he's given he's been given an opportunity, and he's answered the bill. and I said on the air last night, I, I said, "I don't know if you would name Ross Stripling, the MVP of the Toronto Blue Jays, mm. given how important Alec Manoa has been, given the season that Kevin Gosman has had for the Toronto Blue Jays and some of the other metrics that have been out there, and you know, offensively, there are other guys in the conversation. But if he's not one of your top three, you're not paying attention no, to how I'm important I'm Ross Stripling has been. With I'm with
0: you. you completely. With you completely, Ben. Yeah. Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, go have thanks, some. Uh, go have some tea or whatever magic potion it is, <laughs> and uh,
2: hopefully tonight. <laughs> I'll find be- the elixir. Thank you guys. Yeah,
0: hopefully tonight will be a nice, smooth nine innings for you. Thanks, my friend. We're hoping for
2: 235. All right. Take care.
0: <laughs> Good luck. Now, all kidding aside, Ben did a terrific job Great last Great job. He um, did. That, is not, that was not an easy game to call. There was a ton of stuff happening, um, and he did, a, uh, he did a terrific job. So 645 is the first pitch. Tonight. There you go. Second game well of the series. Uh, hey, I forgot. I got trivia. I got tickets to uh, see the Red Sox on September 30th. It's always fun to watch the Red Sox when they're in their death throes of a bad season. It really is. It does the heart good. Maybe you'll even to sitting next to a Red Sox fan and you can spend the whole day telling them how awful their stadium is, how much their team stinks, and how much their city is just an old rat-infested swamp. Wow. Um, anyhow, so right we've got tickets it. for September 30th against the Red Sox. We'll give that away in the next hour. Raul Ibanez, Senior VP for Baseball Ops, joins us. Jamie Moyer as well. Lots of postseason experience there. We'll talk to Raul Ibanez about the rules changes, and uh, we'll talk to Jamie Moyer about all things Major League Baseball. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590 and Sportsnet 360, and wherever you get your favorite podcast.